What's up, beer drinkers? We got another great show for you again this week. Uh, my favorite part of this show was the cold brew list. <laughs> Pretty much is always my favorite part. And this week, we list the top 10 worst beers in the world. And it's funny because in the beer news segment, I talk about the top six producers of beer in the world, how they produce more than 50% of the beer. And, you know, there's a lot of crossover between the top six producers of beer in the world and the top 10 worst beers in the world. And yeah, <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's pretty uh, understandable. When you mass produce a lot of something, you lose a lot of the heart of the craft. Uh, let's see. Let's just jump right into the show. Don't forget to follow us on Untapped and Instagram, Cold Brew Podcast, and email us if you wish at coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. So without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. What's up, Chrome? It's our turn, baby. Beer reviews. We got them beer and the Gucci is beer news. We Gucci, baby. This ain't our job, <laughs> but we're still fly. You know we're the flyers. Barely pay our rent, pay cause our all our money is spent. Hey, you know that's right. On barrel aid styles Ooh. and barley wines. Barley wines, though. We raise a glass to our heroes who have passed. R.I.P. Sports TV and movies too. Oh, top culture. We talk about anything. You're pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, doing me good. too. Back. Oh man, did you watch the? Uh, I, I I didn't watch the Hall of Fame game. Did you? I watched the second half. Oh okay. By the time I had, I had stuff going on, uh, my daughter she goes to swimming class, so I had to do that. And, um, yeah, by the time I got home, it's settled. It was second half, but it was like three nothing at halftime. So yeah, I mean it's preseason. It's two teams yeah. that we have really no feelings for. They're, you know, there's teams in the league, right? Well, I, I like watching the Cowboys. <laughs> okay, well maybe you have feelings. I can care less about the Cowboys whether they win or lose. Ah, uh, that's true. But uh, it's still football. It it does mark the beginning of the football season yeah. and it's kind of weird that the ba the base basketball season just ended now all of a sudden the football season started because usually there's a little gap yeah I, I get what you're saying you know it's funny too because everyone's like i can't wait for football can't wait for football in the first game and no one cares <laughs> yeah no watches and people can't wait for their team to start right but yeah, shit, man, it's 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 already here in just a couple weeks. We'll do our football preview spectacular. I'm excited for that. Yeah, in the coaches' corner, there's so many coaches again this year. There's a lot of coaches uh, having their first year with a new team. So we'll get to that in a few weeks. But this week, just a regular old show. But it sound you sound great. You sound a lot better than you have the last few weeks. So um, appreciate that and. I gotta say, man, at least you put in the effort to, to get the show in because I know you, you've had some circumstances where you're bending over backwards and jumping through hoops just to record the show. So I really appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners do too. Oh, yeah. No, uh, it's it's all good. Yeah, I, I had a few 
technical difficulties. Uh, well, not just that, but you also out of town. Yeah, you, you're yeah. recording remote. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good though. Uh, I mean, I I still enjoy doing the show. Whether I mean, whether if I, I have a, I have to call in on my on my phone or <laughs> or on the teletype. Yes, the teletype. <laughs> all or, right. Uh, <laughs> I'll, um, <laughs> Well, we'll get in a chat room and you can read my responses. <laughs> yeah, the message boards. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into the beers. I'll get in the comment section of our last show. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram yeah. and uh, Untapped. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, so this week I have out from Fountain Hills, Arizona, Bonehouse Brewing. I got their Desert Wild episode three so this is their third bash i i, I think it's kind of cool bonehouse out there in fountain hills they have the uh, um some of their beers episode numbers is basically their batch numbers but they call it episode I, which i think is kind of a different take on just saying hey this is a different year or a different batch of the for or the recipe that we started no, a different run yeah different run just to just to differentiate because as you well know, in craft beer, you know, they have the different batches. Maybe you tweak the, uh, the the recipe a little bit. Maybe you didn't like the way the last one came out or you're trying to replicate something else. And, you know, uh, going back to our former days with uh, Golden State Brewing, their cold brew. And I think Seth told you or uh, either me or you that, you know, their, their cold brew beer, they kind of tweaked a little bit throughout the years or each batch was a little bit different until they got it just the way they wanted so right yeah uh, i get that too and like you know the old adage you know a, a brewer's goal is consistency right. and, and that does work for a lot of beers however it kind of like don't trap yourself too if, if you have something and uh as long as you let it know i mean you know i'm not i'm not trying to say just trade on a name but you know if you have a beer and then like next time you do it it's volume two or you know what i, I, I even liken it to Ooh, volume um, i like that yeah or um well like um what you called? Remember Drake's uh, Jolly Roger? Yes. How they would use a different coffee company every year. Right. So yeah. That, or even that alone's gonna make change up the taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even so some years is a porter, some years it was a stout. Right. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. Or then one year it was a barley wine. Um, but what I want to say mm-hmm. is, is just going back to that is it's kind of like I, you know, I, I appreciate a constant beer when uh when it's something I want. However, uh, I, uh, hmm. I I I am a fan of this whole. You know, uh, kind of like the the Luponic Distortion series, you know. Yeah. No, I, I don't always get them, and so I could try them side by side by side. But I understand that, you know, <laughs> right. whatever vo- whatever volume they're on right now is probably going to be different than the last one I had. Cause in it, it, and honestly, it's been a while since I had one too. So it's like I don't even know what to expect with that stuff. But I understand it's going to be hoppy, and uh, they, they've been uh, tweaking it and adjusting it. So good for them. So going off that, uh, yeah, I have the Desert Wild Episode 3. It is a double New England IPA. And let me see here. It is... Shoot, I thought I had it on... Uh, let me bring it up real quick. You never had your car. <laughs> 8% alcohol by volume with an IBU rating of 70. 70. And it features BRU1... Mosaic and you or Equinot hops. <laughs> I thought it was Yukonot, but eh, maybe they spelled it wrong here. It's 
Ekuna. Anyway, whatever the case might be, pop off. That was for Eddie Gomez. I keep forgetting to mention him. Eh, maybe I'll just drop that because it was funny for a while. All right, what do you got? <laughs> well, I have uh, from Barrel House Brewing mm. out of Paso Robles, California. Yes. Uh, I have one of their beers that are part of their Reservado de Robles, the Reserve of Oak series. Mm-hmm. They're Curly Wolf. I tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack. Imperial coffee stout with Tahitian vanilla beans. Ooh, not Madagascar vanilla, but Tahitian vanilla. Yeah. We're about to go to war over the rights to Curly Wolf. <laughs> curly Wolf, huh? That's a that's a weird combo of words. I wonder where that came from. Uh, yeah, well, like the um, the, uh, the the can, if you will, the, the label or the art, whatever. Yeah, it has like a um, like a what do I say? Like one of those uh, flat brim like patrol hats, like a like a mountie hat, but the the American version. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking like about. A, like a ranger, mm-hmm. and then like it's got wolf ears peeking through it. It's got like wolf ears peeking through it, like a wolf's wearing it. Oh yeah, I gotcha. It, but but then um, there's no face or head, but then there's like a uh, a curly uh, handlebar mustache. Oh, okay, so it's a wolf with a curly. <laughs> so it's a wolf with a curly mustache and a uh, a ranger hat. Exactly. When you untap it, you'll probably see it. All right. Um, so going back to this, um, real quick side note. The, one of the reasons why I chose the spirit too is, uh, remember when I, when me and, and uh, well, the engineer, my wife, and our cousin were down in Paso and we went to the uh, distillery trail? Yeah, yeah. I remember when you talked about it, yes. Yeah. Um, one of the places, who's called Calwise, mm-hmm. they have... Um, they had a um, a whiskey that they distilled from a batch of curly wolf they got from Bear Bottle. Ooh, no, wow! No, yeah, it was. I mean, the, I I mean Bear House, not Bear Bottle. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Too many familiar names. <laughs> Too many double B's. Yes. Um, Barrel House. Uh, I, I don't know how far they got into it. Obviously, they got it to ferment, but I didn't know if it was. Uh, if it wasn't going to work out for them or whatnot. Uh, and I hear that happens every now and then. They give uh, uh, breweries will have a batch that kind of isn't working out for them. Not that mm-hmm. it's bad. Just again, you know, with consistency and quality one control, certain, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So they'll, they'll give it to, uh, to someone to distill. And uh, yeah, it, it was a, uh, it was an interesting, um, co- like, you know, a spirit that you could really taste the coffee coming through. Got it. I was uh, right. chuck- I was chuckling right now to quality control because I was thinking of that scene from Who's Harry Crumb where John Candy was playing the he was the Josh head. The low show, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Try it with the D. <laughs> quality control. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, all That's right. Just movie. I don't watch it. <laughs> no kidding. Kind of a big head. <laughs> <laughs> it was underrated, but very funny. One of John Candy's best. Missed that guy. Oh, definitely. All right, so back to my desert wild. Um, they spell wild with an E, by the way. Like, uh, Wait, yeah. Hold on, let me finish. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were done. Okay, please continue. No, I, I, I noted why I did it. Uh, why, uh, one of the reasons why I caught it, but another one was just because it's barrel aged stout. Uh, so this creamy <laughs> barrel aged imperial stout is aged in bourbon barrels until it discovers its inner wolf. Fresh Ooh. Vermont maple syrup is added to the boil. Whole uh, Tahitian vanilla beans are added to each barrel. And this year finished with a locally ro roasted espresso from dark nectar creating unique flavors and sought after complexity. This beer is dangerously smooth and incredibly delicious. So the hops are Centennial, Yeast, American Ale, adjuncts are Vermont maple syrup, Belgian candy syrup, lactose, and Tahitian vanilla beans. Barrel age, ooh, uh, 12 months in Woodford Reserve bourbon barrels. Woodford Reserve is a very, very respectable uh, bourbon. You could go, you can go uh, almost any liquor store and get and get get you a bottle of some of that. So it's like a mid shelf. It's not a well, but it's not a top shelf. Right. I mean, they do have some some uh, some top shelf uh, um, uh, like releases, yeah. if you will. And um, even then, too, they have a, their double oaks too. That's like a little bit. Uh, a little scale up and that's pretty easy to to get in a very nice oh, okay all right so at 10.10 abv and 35 ibus uh papa sounded good you know it seems like you've been uh you've been on you you've been raiding your cellar these last few weeks seems like uh, no, I got this one for the show. So okay, and then, well, yeah, and you, I think last week St. George's, you said it was uh, you had been seeing it, so you you haven't. I wouldn't think that was in your cellar, but you've been having a lot of stouts and a lot of uh, big beers in the last few weeks, so I like it. Me too. <laughs> All right, so Bone House, this desert wild wild is spelled with an e at the end, kind of like um, what's her name, Olivia Wilde, the actor. Uh, yeah, I think that's her name. Yeah, and uh, so just just so you know, Desert Wildy, and this is really good. It's awesome. There's a lot of uh, citric notes to it, and uh, some little bit of uh, a little bit kind of like a peach, mangoey type uh, um, fruit to it, and it's all it pours almost like a uh, like an orangish hazy. And very little head to it, um, not much of a, a aroma, but I would call it a citric aroma. So you know, a lot of these hazies are, are very citric, and it's really smooth. It's uh, done really well. It's it's not green at all, and this is a really good one. I've had Desert Wild episode one. I don't think I've had episode two, but I think episode three is really good. I, I can't compare it to episode one, but I got this from our, my friend Rachel uh, Birkowski, you know, professor, and she she came over. We we recorded a uh, beer history or what do we call it? Beer, yeah, beer history uh, nine tonight, and she's like, "Yeah, hey, I brought you some beer." I'm like, "Holy shit! All right, I had no idea I was gonna bring this on the show, but um, yeah, when, when it comes time to record our show, I'm like, you know what? Why not? Because I really don't have a lot of beer in my fridge right now. I've, I've been scaling back because I noticed I've just been spending way too much on beer and drinking too much. So I just trying to ease back a little bit. And I have um, 
I bought like three or four beers in there. And I'm like, you know what? This one's cool. I haven't had this one in a while. That's why I grabbed this one. It's awesome. It's very, very good. One of the best I've had from Bonehouse. And uh, yeah, so I appreciate uh, Rachel. And then afterwards, we went over to uh, Saddle Mountain, um, the brewery down there in Goodyear. And we had some beers and yeah, they had a couple new ones that I haven't had. But they had that one clandestine there, Scotch Ale. That's the one that's won like two golds and one bronze at the GABF uh, the last few years. So, All right, so it's your turn. What's up? How's your beer? Well, when you were uh, talking, I was sipping on Rambling? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> up front. It's, it's got a unique flavor. I mean, so... Essentially, it's a it's a coffee stout with uh, with syrup and vanilla that has okay. been barrel aged. Yep. Um, so you got some sweetness coming through. I think it needs to open up because I don't get any of the coffee yet, and really not getting a lot of the barrel aged yet. Hmm. It's got to warm up there. a little bit. Yeah, I think it does. All right. But you know, what you'd expect for the stout color and uh, and foam hit foamy head, you know. Or, or like, like thereof. Yes. Yeah, well, by now it, it totally settled. So, yeah, we're good. Yeah, unless you're like a, a Guinness, like with Nitro. You're not going to have a, a lot of head. Right. All right, so we will rate these later on Untapped. So add us on Untapped, friend us, and we'll friend you back to search Cold Brew Podcast. C-O-L-D-B-U-B-R-U-E. Excuse me. Cold Brew Podcast. So now it's time for the beer news. And the first story I want to bring up this week, here's the headline from Vine Pair. This chart reveals that only six brewers make over half of the world's beer. I'm sure you can guess a couple of them, right? The Bud Light Man. Yes, AB InBev is the number one. They have, they sell 25.7% of the world's beer. That's a lot of fucking beer. They produce 467 hectoliters of beer. Their brands include such as Budweiser, Corona, Beck, Stella Artois, Bud Light, Who Garden, Lef, Lefty, Lef, uh, Bush, Modelo, and Pacifico. You know, I, I learned the other day on on Reddit. You know, there there today I learned subreddit was uh, that. The Major League Baseball would not let Anheuser-Busch name the stadium for the Cardinals after the, the beer. <laughs> so they named it Bush Stadium, you know, because they couldn't name it um, Budweiser or anything like that. So they named it Bush Stadium. And then after they got the naming rights, then they produced the Bush beer. Really? <laughs> That's, that was on the and then and like so I clicked on the, the article. In fact, I have it right here still because I thought it was amazing. I wanted to read up on it. S-A-B-R um, article. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> it's it's true. Um, uh, according to the S-A-B-R.org, which is the Society for American Baseball Research, Sportsman Park in St. Louis <laughs> was named uh, Bush after Anheuser-Busch um, bought the Damien rights and then they... they brewed the beer so that it was a marketing thing they wanted a bush beer and so they had a bush stadium so that's why they got their name 
Anyway, um, back to the beer news story. So number two would be Heineken. The Heineken Beer Group, which includes um, not only Heineken, but also, I can't pronounce this name very well, F. Oh, Emble Amstel, and then Afflegem, Cruz Campo, Sol, Tecate, and Sagrish. That's the uh, Portuguese beer. And they produce 12.2% of the global beer production. Um, the next one would be Carlsberg. And of course, they produce Carlsberg, Tuborg, Cronenberg, Grimbergen, um, 1664, and Holsten. They produce 6.1% of the global beer production Molson Coors produces 4.6 and of course they have Molson and Coors and Fosters um, China resources snow breweries their number one is snow they produce 5.9% and Sing Tao produces 4.4% of the world's beer so you know what all those have in common they're all light lagers well most of them anyway I know AB and Bev's got their their premium group, the craft beer group, and so does Heineken and Carlsberg and Colt Molson and all that. But still, six uh, six breweries produce over half of the world's beer, um, uh, half the world's beer. Does that, but that doesn't surprise you, right? Right. Wait, what's the name of that uh, that real popular beer in China? Like, is it like Snow or something? No, like yeah, yeah. That, that was the. Uh, Produced by China Resources Snow Brewers. Okay. Yeah, I gotta get me some of that. <laughs> Can you get that out here? All right. But hey, I'm sure someone knows a guy. <laughs> There's always someone who knows a guy. Yeah. All right, you know Nikasi <laughs> Brewing Company. Yeah. Trying to get snow cloned out here. No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sorry. You call it Informer? Yes. All right. Ooh, uh, well, and look at it. Nikasi Brewing out of Eugene, Oregon is giving away $2,000 to one winner to gear up and get out on their next adventure. This promotion is part of the Nikasi's Dominate Your Summer campaign, encouraging people to perpetuate better living in their own way. No purchase is necessary, and anyone can enter to win at nikasibrewing.com slash dominate your summer. Details are also included on in-store displays throughout the Pacific Northwest. The last 16 months have been trying for everyone, says CEO Sarah Johnson. We wanted to return to the roots on which we were founded to perpetuate better living. What better way to do so than to help someone both choose their own adventure and to help make it a reality. The contest is open through September 30th, 2021. All entries must take place at ninkasibrewery.com slash dominate your summer. One winner, one winner will be selected and contacted the first week of October 2021. So there you go. You want to make um, make your life better and perpetuate better living? Go to ninkasibrewing.com slash dominate your summer. Heard. And one last story i wanted to bring up the brewers association recognizes four new beer styles in 2021 style guidelines among them are the new zealand style pale ale new zealand style ipa india pale ale and the kentucky or excuse me kentucky 
Kentucky Common Beer and Belgian Style Session Ale. So there's four new uh, beers for the for basically for the GABF. And you know which is coming up soon. It's like it's just like a month away. You know, a couple years ago I, I had designs that it is it's gonna be my 45th birthday, and that maybe you and I can go to the um the the Great American Beer Festival. Eh, maybe we'll put that off for a little bit. Maybe your 45th. Oh. Uh. <laughs> hey, you know, man, I mean with the the new rise of the Delta variant, and I hear the Lambda variant is just as bad, and that's coming out. Yeah, maybe a while before you and I get to a uh, beer festival. Hopefully, the Firestone Walker Beer Festival will still be popping off next year. Because I def, I mean, we still have tickets to that. Right. But you um, know, as far as for- foresight goes, and uh, Firestone Walker is like, you know what? We're not gonna fuck with 2021. Let's just stretch it out to 2022. And they, they made that decision a long time ago. Right. Anyway, so those are just four new styles that will be popping up this year, according to the Brewers Association, which um, in the U.S. regulates the the categories. I was yeah, I was find that interesting. Like what constitutes a new beer or, you know, um, should have, <laughs> should beers have been classified before they got being made, i.e. the whole uh, IPA explosion? Yeah. I, th- I don't think they, they realized how big it was going to get. And that's why they, because you, you've talked about it before. Like, should they have just called it something else? Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's, I think it's a little bit too late, right? Yeah. Like putting toothpaste back in the tooth. <laughs> All right. You got to cut it open on the backside. There you That's go. the easiest way. All right. You know what time it is? Whatever happened to Method Man? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. With the, you press it down. Yeah. And it's like the two different. <laughs> right. The left and the right. Yeah. They, it was like brushing your teeth with a two-part epoxy. Right. <laughs> Some JB Weld. All right, you know what time it is? I think I do. <laughs> it's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed to give you what you need. Let me ask you this hmm. What aren't you drinking this time? Um. Seltzers. Okay. <laughs> Good choice. Good call. And that concludes this week. No. Now, why, why do you well, ask? Uh, I have a I have a, a, a funny little article that popped up on uh, on my feed from Vine Pair. I'm gonna start giving credit to my sources just because. Um, well, when we get big and famous, uh, people could sue us and knock us back. Down. All right. <laughs> so, from Vine Pair. Yes. Um. I have a list the 10 worst beers in the world. Oh, yes. We haven't had one of these lists in a while. I love it. Yeah. And this is recently done. So this is the 2021 edition, summer edition. I wonder how many of these are brewed by the breweries I named in, in my in my story. Well, here's one. Natty Light. <laughs> That's AB and Viv, right? Yeah. All right. 
Natty Light. I can't remember the last time I had a Natural Light. Yeah, so AKA Natural Light. Formerly Anheuser-Busch Natural Light. Mm-hmm. See, they don't even want to be associated with it anymore. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Hmm. Natty Light Stadium. Natty Light what? Stadium. <laughs> Natty Light Park. That would be like uh, like the Oklahoma Sooners, right? What? Somewhere in the Midwest. Natty, the Natty Light Stadium. It would be a college stadium. No, I heard the the uh, the Bills are threatening to move to Texas. What? Yeah. Where? No, I mean, uh, it's all a ploy. But uh, what I'm saying is, uh, no, if and when they get a new stadium, uh, naming rights. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Tailgate sponsored by Natty Light. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they need that guy, that superhuman guy. That little. Oh, the okay, boop you know. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should be a he Bills fan. They, they, the Bills should sponsor him to do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they, they, they want to promote yeah. his stunts. His stunts are stupid. Yeah. That's what's so great about him. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. They're, 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 you can't not look away. Every time you send me like a, a, a link, I always look. I, <laughs> even though I don't want to, I still watch it. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, <laughs> number two on the. Well, they're not numbered, but next one on this list. Yes. Natty Ice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Natty and Natty back to back. Basically, they're saying anything brewed by natural is terrible. All right. Here's one I'm not too sure with, and I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Sleeman Clear. That just sounds horrible. I know. <laughs> Sleeman. This sounds like a weasel of a Yeah, I'm actually going to read about this. Brewed for low carbohydrate content, which, okay. surprise, surprise, is what got a lot of these beers on the top 10. Mm. What... The marketing team Optimus describes as clean and refreshing. We call it insipid and depressing. <laughs> Plus, Sleeman sounds like the name of an Ornery Junior High School science teacher. <laughs> Ornery? It sounds more like a, a... Yeah, it sounds like it's just like a, a a sleazy character from a yeah. like a soap opera or something. But you know you're right. It, it a lot of these beers are low carb because they they skimp on the ingredients just to they they try to get by just with the bare minimum to be called Pretty beer. Much. What's next? Um, I have on the list <laughs> Milwaukee's best premium. <laughs> okay, wasn't Milwaukee's best one of the ones on the chopping block? I think so. It's by Miller. Yeah. Um, real quick, I've never seen Sleeman. I don't think I've seen Natural Ice. I've seen Natural Light a lot. Okay. And I don't. Yeah, I don't see. I think I don't think I see Milwaukee's best around here. It's been. I've I've seen it before. It's been a long fucking time since I've seen Milwaukee's best. I remember what the okay. label looks like. Not to not to sound bougie and not to like <laughs> pigeonhole people and stuff like that. Yeah. However. Like I, I go to stores to buy beer. I don't go to the the local corner, you know, mini mart where they got, you know, they got every forty and every tall can you could think of. So, <laughs> right. I, I, you know, it, it might be there, and I'm I'm not getting, you know. All right. 
Number or next one on the list. Make a little trip. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. You know what? I think that's been on the list before. I'm, okay. I'm sure all these have been on the list before, but yeah, I get it. It, it. But I still like Ultra though. They got a good. I think it's because they have good marketing. Next one. This one's an interesting one. Camo Genuine Ale. Camo. Wow. Does it have camouflage on the on their label? Yeah. No, but it's got five X's on the can. <laughs> also, you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're wondering how uh, malt liquor from Vegas could get on the world's worst beer list. Just kidding. We know exactly how it got there. So malt, so malt liquor from Vegas, but don't worry about the eight point six percent ABV. You don't have to do too many. To, you don't have to drink too many uh, to forget you drink any at all. Shit. Yeah. Alright, next one. But why is it select 55? Oh, yeah, I've had that. That's a terrible beer. I, I don't see that one out here anymore. It, well, yeah, it was. It was uh, when it came out, I was, I was still living in the Bay Area, and that's when I had it. And it was just bad. Yeah, it was really watery. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're trying to compete with uh, the Michelob Ultra crowd. Right. And by doing so, they made a terrible fight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Next, Milwaukee's best light. All right. So, uh, Milwaukee's best wasn't good enough. They had to go light. Or it wasn't bad enough. They had to go light. Pretty much. Uh, Next on the list, Miller Genuine Draft Light 64. <laughs> I remember that one. I never had him. I remember it, though. Yeah, when it came I out. mean, well, I know it's Miller 64. I didn't know that's the whole name. Or is it two different products? Oh, you know shit. I mean? um, yeah. Miller Highlight. Did they have a Miller Highlight 64? No. <laughs> All right. Maybe that was it. I I, I couldn't tell you. I, I, some Most of these beers, I don't, I don't seek out. Because I remember MGD, and then I even remember MGD Light for a while. I haven't yeah. seen that one lately. I remember that too. However, I thought Miller 64 was just... I thought it was even maybe just a lighter version of Miller Light. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. But... That this makes whole sense. Name is, this whole says... The whole name on this is Miller Genuine Jeff Light 64. Interesting. Hmm. I, I, I'm willing to bet it's the same thing. It, it's just everyone calls it Miller 64. Oh, yeah, yeah, just because that's a mouthful. Just right. Cut to the chase. This is like uh, the company I work for FedEx. It used to be Federal Express, but eh, that's too long. Let's call it FedEx. There you go. <laughs> All right, what's next? And last on this list. Yes. The Bud Light Chilada. All right. So Bud Light yeah. Lime was still good. Just the Chilada is gone. Yes, the... The, uh, what is it? The, the pre-made beer experiment. The, yeah, the Shandy experiment. Um, pre-made in a can. Yeah. Now you know all the real red beer um, connoisseurs make their own. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's kind of like it. Speaking of the Midwest, it's, uh, well, this is this, more. My reference is more from the South, but uh, you're not gonna eat instant grits. 
going to make your own grits. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, uh, my cousin Vinny. All right. Well, that concludes this week's Cold Brew Very good. Very good list. I like it. I always like the worst. We always talk about the best stuff, but every once in a while we talk about the worst. It, it's fun. It's kind of like... Remember when uh, American Idol used to be a thing? The best part of the show was like the first couple weeks when they showed the worst singers. Yeah. That, that, that was the most entertaining. Of course, you know, the, the best singers are great. And, you know, they go on to big, big and bigger and better things like Carrie Underwood and whatnot. But Kelly Clarkson. But high pitch. Yeah, but <laughs> who's high pitch? <laughs> so fucking great. Uh, but um, yeah, but yeah, the, the, the worst stuff actually is more entertaining than anything else. So thank you so much. How's your beer treating you? Uh, pretty good. It opened up a little bit. It's got some good flavor going on. Uh, different. Like, I don't... I mean, I've, I've had uh, bourbon barley shots before in the in the coffee variety. Yeah. However, this one... Um, and I don't know, maybe it is Haitian vanilla. Maybe I, I don't know the difference between uh, the uh, vanilla signatures. However, um, or even this coffee, too. Uh, it just... Uh, a lot of different notes getting here. And yeah, you got the, the the roasted malt from Chile. There's a lot of different things going on in this one. So we're going to rate our beers right now on Untapped. Um, what was the name of your beer again? Curly Wolf. Oh, that's right. Curly Wolf. Curly Wolf. There it is. Curly Wolf 20, 15, 18. I'm guessing you had the 21, right? No, the 2020. Oh, 2020. Okay. Oh, no, it is 2021. Oh, wow. Okay, let me look up 21 because. Oh, wow. Maybe I had the wrong one. Oh, there is no 21. Well, okay, then it is the 20. Yeah. Curly Wolf 20. That's the only one that. That's the latest one that is on Untapped. So what would you like to... Uh, we have one friend who checked it in. Didn't give it a, a rating. Hey, you know, that that's kind of par for the course for this for this guy. One of our friends. Can you guess who checks in beer a lot that I talk about that never rates it, but he just checks it in? Eric Stump. Nah, he always rates his. Oh. Um, Eddie Gomez? Nah, think of, uh, think of uh, Fresno, Fresno Faction. Oh, uh, is it Ulysses? Yes. Our, our buddy Eli, he checked in but did not rate it. He had it on draft too. All right, um, back in February 5th, 2021. So we are going to rate this one. What would you like to rate this at? I'm going to give it a 3.5. 3.5, huh? Wow, I thought you were going to rate it higher the way you were talking about it. What, what are your reasonings or your, what are your notes? And that's our, it's smooth. Smooth, all right. It's sweet. Sweet. And, um, gee, what do I want to say? It's unique. I, I don't know how to describe it. It just it has. Put it this way, it, it's layers. Like, like the, the, the flavors are there, but you kind of have to identify them individually. They don't blend, or they don't. 
don't the, compliment each other together. That they makes stand sense. There individually. So that's why I put smooth, sweet, and layered. Um, it has an overall rating of 4.08. So we we dumbed it down a little bit. We knocked it down a pig. Hmm. Uh, all right. So check in, and let's clear the cards, cause I'm coming through. Bam, bam, bam. All right. So I have from Bonehouse, the Desert Wild. Episode three. See, Desert Wild. Episode three. There it is. That's our overall rating right now, 4.07. I really like this one. Two of our friends have checked in for an average rating of 4.45. I was already going to give this one a four. For me, for us, four is like you, you, you're in, you're in the upper echelon right there. You're in top tier. You're top shelf when you're in four. And I like it. This one is same as yours. Smooth for an IPA. It's smooth. Um, it's also um, tropical and a little bit sweet. And kind of refreshing. I might not put that, but it is kind of refreshing. So 4.0, and I'm going to go back to it so I could tell you which of our friends have rated it. Jose Alatriste, our buddy out there, the hiker from the East Valley. He gave it a 3.90. He had it as a trail beer. And it was back in June. And then Rachel... Rachel Professor herself, she gave it a 5.0. She loves this one. And I really value her opinion because she's on her way to becoming a Cicerone. Did I tell you that? Well, I'm a Cicerone. Well, no, no, like, like she she has our level. The, she's going to the next level, though. The master. Uh, she's on her way to uh, being a master. She just passed her the, the English-style ales, and right now she's on her the, the Belgian ales, but... She might have to take a break because she was telling me because she's a, uh, a weightlifter, competitive weightlifter. And so yeah. she has a competition in the middle of September and she's going to abstain from alcohol during her training. So she might have to put off her Belgian um, style and start. There, there's a there's a couple other areas of the master cicerone that don't require drinking so she's going to study up on that while she can't drink and so uh. good for her but anyway so i really value her opinion on beer and when we went to saddle mountain tonight um it was really interesting talking to her about the different styles that they had because they have a bunch of different styles they have a colch they have an esb they have a uh their scottish ale their famous one west coast ipa regular ipa so it was uh, it was cool to just talk about beer with her tonight. All right, so we just untapped our beers and just a couple things we want. I wanted to get at with you. Um, we'll, we're going to save the football stuff for last, but I asked you to watch something a few weeks ago, and we have yet to get to it. But now we're getting to it, and I thought it was pretty interesting. It's on Netflix. It's called This Is Pop. It's a docu-series. There's like about, what, like eight or nine of them? Have you have you looked at how many there are? Yeah, I forgot. Oh, okay. But I just actually watched the first one just because, you know, I didn't want you to burn yourself with with like 10 hours of, of viewing because 
I know you have a lot of stuff to do, and you have a lot of other shows to watch, too, so. I was like, hey, check this out. It's pretty cool. It's called This Is Pop, and the first one, the first episode was out, was called The Boys to Men Effect. And it was basically a, like, a 44-minute documentary about the group Boys to Men. What did you right. think? What was, what was your, your impression of the whole, the documentary? I don't know. It, it, it kind of was weird. I, like... There was like a wait real, real quick, say, but before you before you get to that, are you a documentary person or nah? You give or oh take. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like documentaries. I mean, I, I like I like historical documentaries mm-hmm. too because I learned a lot. I mean, Boys to Men. I was you know I was, we lived it. We we went yeah. through it. Right. So, um, it, you know, then you just you you learn about the business and what happened and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It just. Uh, it's interesting. It, it seems like there's still a lot of lot of animosity and tension between what happened or about what happened to them. Um, like the inner group, group, the uh, inner group animosity, right? Right. Yeah. Or, or even their feelings about the music industry and whatnot too. You know. Oh yeah, the the, the divide between the the racial divide. Well, yeah. There you go too. How the, how they're treated different, looked at differently. Mm-hmm. Um, even to come out you know even classified differently too you know um and then too it's like you know they're young guys and like i never thought of them as the, the boy band you know what i mean yeah i did i mean neither did i and so the, it's then, like and touching oh. back on the on the racial the the racial part of it yeah i i never i never picked up on that when 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 i was young Mm-hmm. I have been and they they pointed it out and it kind of made sense and and I agree even though I didn't I didn't see it but I mean if they said it happened it happened and what I'm talking about is like if you were um, a boy band or even just a band and you went out and did like a like a radio station tour if you were black you only went to like the the black or the the yeah the black music stations and then the white boys went to the pop station or you went to the R&B stations and the and the white guys went to the pop stations where right. boys to men crossed over and went to both right and i i, I had no idea and I, i'm sure they they probably went to some areas where they didn't get to onto the pop stations oh yeah i'm sure they did yeah so that was kind of weird but uh it was just a. I, I had no idea they had that big of that profound of an effect on the music industry as they did. I just thought they were wildly popular and they made great music. Yeah, I mean, you can't deny their their great music and their talent. I mean, it's it's there. It's evident. I mean, they got the they got the chart hits and whatnot. Um, when you no, that, yeah, well, go ahead. going back to the boy band, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Also, it's kind of like. Um, the the few uh white boy band members that they talked to and stuff like that mm-hmm. they um they kind of went into it kind of still like a business where like they knew they would have a shelf life where boys to men kind of discovered the hard way like wait a minute you know what they say they're, they're pre- performing in front of like 30 people or something like that you oh know, yeah by the end yeah yeah it was just kind of like uh you know is, is this what we're what we are you know what i mean i uh which and I you, mean, you're, you're talking about like uh, like the 98 degrees and in syncs that came after, right? I didn't see him as a boy band either. Like when I think boy bands, like historically you look at what like uh, 
the Jackson new Five, uh, uh. Uh, New Edition, New Kids on the Block, and then Boys. I, know, see, I think like even New Edition was like the original Boys to Men. You know, they, they, again they were they're kind of treated as the uh, not not the pop singers, but like the soul guys or the R and B guys. You know. Yeah, but the, when they came out, they were kids. Like they right. were actual kids. Where Boys to Men were, they were high schoolers. They were teenagers. They were just, or maybe even they were eighteen or nineteen. They were still, they were, they were men. Like, right. you know, legally they were, they were men. Right. Whereas, like you know, New Edition, they were still like, you know, teenagers. They were still kids. So it's a little bit different. And when you listen to a song like Cool It Now, they have the like really high, like they were almost like sopranos. Whereas Boys to Men, they had the full range from from bass to, to to tenor. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. No, it was just it was just really good. It was it was really cool to to see and just to hear all the music again and and uh, to see how they they interacted with Michael Bivens, the old videos and stuff like that. It was it was really nice. And did you ever happen the chance to watch episode two? No. Oh, okay, the one with autotune was really good. It was a really big eye opener. They they talked to the engineer who developed autotune. Wait, oh, hold on, let yeah. Me see it. We'll talk about it when I see it. Oh, okay. Oh, I just kind of wanted to let you know the, uh, the how he developed it real quick. I'm not gonna go through the I whole thing. I want to go in fresh. Oh, okay. Well, they talked to the guy who developed autotune, and of course they talked to T Pain because oh. he's the guy who who brought it out and they. And uh, um, yeah, so the, the 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 guy who developed it and the guy who brought it to the forefront of the music industry, they they talked to both of them, the two major players. So it was it was good. I liked it. So check it okay. out. Yeah, check out this is pop. I haven't seen all of them. Those are the only two I've seen because I've watched them. I've been watching a lot of TV lately, and I got to uh, got to get back to the. Uh, um, I got to read some more. No, I'm just kidding. I. <laughs> I just been I gotta concentrate and finish um, finish shows instead of starting new ones, you know what I mean? Oh no, I definitely get <laughs> Alright. And one more thing I wanted to ask you about, because like we alluded to a little earlier, football season's coming through and um, you got a chance to go to a training camp, the 49ers training camp, one of the practices. How was that, man? Because I went the last time I went, Mike Singletary was the head coach and we had to go to the the, the the side field for the the and you got to go into Levi Stadium to watch them practice right right yeah this was um their their um their Levi Stadium practice now there are other practices that like I could attend I have to get tickets and, and go mm-hmm. however they're not at Levi they're at the regular um you know practice which, facility yeah. which is, is just, right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a block over you no so yeah Levi was open with the uh, not in a in you know full game mode, but like you know concessions were open. Okay. They had the was was beer being sold or just oh yeah like oh wow. yeah cool. N- nothing to, nothing uh, to brag about yeah but I mean like as at least that beer it wasn't just like soft drinks right no I, I mean don't get me wrong I I did indulge a little bit but um, yeah, you know why not yeah but I was excited to take my daughter to Levi Stadium yeah. <laughs> for her first time she liked it she was good she yeah was good uh it, the fog horse scared her a little bit she wasn't expecting that so yeah, it did, yeah it's she, a loud noise yeah. startling anyway right right 
Um, so, and it's cool too because I mean I've been to practices and stuff, but you know they got the uh, they got the the scoreboard with the replays on, so you see some good plays. Some uh, was some, there was there an MC like on the mic, like kind of like directing people's vision to different areas of the field, or no? Um, what you called? I mean, in the beginning, um, Greg Papa and Tim Ryan were, were there in. Uh, oh, nice! The radio yeah. guys. Yeah, Tim Ryan went went down all the um, the drills. Mm-hmm. But you know when you hear it right in a row in the beginning, you kind of don't understand some of them. And then like when they start doing them, it's like, wait, what's this drill? Or what's the next drill? I mean, oh, it's, some of it's obvious what they're doing. Like it's obviously special teams. I mean, you know, yeah. they're kicking. It, it might have been cooler if he announced them right before they did it. Right. Okay. Then, uh, then uh, yeah, then uh, you know, um, position, uh, you know, position drills. You know, just uh, like fundamentals and. And, and work out stuff they do and then um, when it got on to like the one-on-ones and the passing and stuff like that, that got pretty cool like uh Jushik, he went for a deep pass and he beat up or he beat um warner deep <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> what about uh, um how did how did trey lance do their number one draft pick or was their, yeah. their first round draft pick uh Pretty good. He had a, he had a couple nice passes. Um, he had, he like threaded the needle to Ayuk. However, you know, looking at the play, like probably would have got sacked <laughs> during a, if it was a real oh, game. Oh, okay, yeah, because like, they had to let up. The because uh, the ends were already like there to him. They were like, behind him already. So, mm. uh, but you know, he, he's got a yeah. How's like, the arm? He, he's, yeah, he's got he's got a great arm. You know. How's he on those like uh, where he's got to put the ball where the receiver's gonna be, even though he, he hasn't made the cut yet? Does he have that throw yet? That's very vital in the NFL these days. Or did they not show any of that? Yeah, I don't think I saw that. Or okay, the Ayuk one was kind of like that. Like I said, he threaded the needle, and then uh, hit another one. I think it was it was that Stedman guy or what? Or Sedfield or something like that. Okay. When he said Stedman, like, I was thinking of yeah. uh, Oprah's husband. Right. Yeah. That was kind of <laughs> true. But um, like he kind of he kind of like ran a route and then he just had to like jump straight up to get the ball because mm-hmm. it was it was coming in high. But you know, it's like only he kind of knew where it was going to be, so it worked out. Gotcha. Overall, good experience. You know. Oh, yeah. All right. Great experience. I mean, again, because I'm throwing in the fact that I got to take my daughter. So. Right. Yeah. Huge, huge plus room. What uh, what what stood out for you, like in the whole thing, like all, the whole day, like what what play or what what activity stood out to you? I'm trying to say what stood out. I mean, I, okay. I mean, I've seen her practice before. It's, it's I know, but sometimes there's like a play, like oh shit, like someone made a fucking awesome play or someone did something. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, that G6 play I I, I just mentioned. That okay. Was, that was good. All right. And what about a uh, um? What was the vibe like? Was it everyone's like a, it was party mode, right? In the, oh, yeah. in the stands. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they had a, they had the the DJ going, the speakers blaring. Okay. So I mean, it, it was all good. Right on, man. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to uh, the football season, of course, because I think our team has a higher upside than last year. So it, I mean. We couldn't do any worse, right? Unless someone got... I mean, we had the season from hell last year when it came to injuries. And even still, we were only like a, a game or two out of the playoffs. We, we weren't that far away. And I think that has to do with the, the, the coaching and scheming and everything. 
Right. No, I get that. Do you think? Uh, I mean, you're you're in the Bay Area. Do you hear the the scuttlebutt and everything? What's the probability of of Lance um, starting this year? Not, not the uh, first, not, not game number yeah. one, but like sometime during the the season. Yeah, I mean they they mapped it out like they're they're thinking by the bye week. I mean, they're just talking about like you know look for opportunities for him to get in the game either in uh, a situational package like okay. the goal line, like goal line stuff, or even um, if Shanahan gets a, a comfortable lead that it, Trey, Trey would see more playing time. Or hmm. if they're down a lot, Trey would see playing time. You know. Yeah, but I'm talking about like start a game because once he starts a game, that's it. Like I think Garoppolo's gone, either trade or he had an injury. Right. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a vicious business. It is a business, man. It's a business, and I think I forgot who I was talking to. It was somebody at work, and like I, basically the, the way that the leagues are now, not not just. Um, football but baseball and especially basketball like how can you if you root for one team you're rooting for laundry but how can you justify buying somebody's jersey if you don't know they're going to be there for like the next couple years right I guess I'm, I'm getting a little existential but it's like at this point like for you like say somebody on the team whose jersey would you buy for yourself either like a Warner or a Kittle I mean, oh, okay. They got, All right. they got extensions going. I mean, uh, yeah. But there's no guarantee they're going to be there five years from now. Right. Well, Warner. Well, I'm, 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 I'm not being in particular for for like the years of their contract. I'm just oh. kind of like it was. It's more of a hypothetical. Like, say they have four years left, and they're going to sign. You don't know if they're going to sign anymore. You know, you, you have no idea if they're going to sign for your team anymore, if your team can afford him or they value him enough to, to extend his contract. It's just very rare. That's all I'm saying. It's getting more rare. And I kind of like it, but I kind of don't because I kind of like it for the players because really, I mean, the owners make so much money that the players should get some of that. But at the same time, it's like, it's like you can't fall in love with a player on your team because you have no idea if he's going to be there in a few years or not. Or for like the entirety of his career, like when we were growing up. Anyway, all right, I'll get off my uh, my soapbox. All right, anything else you'd like to add to this uh, episode? Cool, man. All right, so thank you for downloading yet again another cold brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we like to wish you cheers. Until next time. <laughs>